Welcome to the Busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes in studying the scriptures. I am your host, Richard Bernard. Before we hear from our guest, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and to share it with your friends. Information on how to reach me and a link to my website are in the show notes. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. And now, today's interview. Well, welcome, Jared. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Glad you could join us. And why don't we start off by you just sharing a little bit about yourself? All right. Um... My name is Jared Bernard. Uh, my family and I, we live in Iowa. I, um, I teach uh, at a community college in Omaha, Nebraska. I teach uh, information technology. So I teach um, things like um, networking and how to set up servers and um, some security things. I, um, I have five children. I'm married. Um, and um, what else? And I'm your son. So. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are my son. You're my oldest son. And um, I'm here visiting with you for a few days because you had a son, uh, Sam, that was ordained a deacon. Yep. And I was uh, had the pleasure of being here and seeing that. And this evening we're going to go to the temple, and it'll be the first time for him to uh, participate in baptism. So, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Um, as far as church callings, what church callings have you had? Um, mostly, I've been in the elders' quorum presidencies quite a bit. Um, I have been a bishop once. Um, I've been on the high. Um, I've, I have been on the high council for short periods of time. Um, and that's about it, really. I've kind of cycled through those type of callings. Okay. You know. And you did serve a mission. I did. When did you serve and where? I served from 92 to 94, and I served in the Bristol, England mission, which no longer exists anymore. But, um, yeah. Well, that's not because you were a missionary there, though. No, no, no. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, it's it's been you know as they reorganize things, it's been yeah. split apart and put into other missions. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, studying the scriptures. Um, what what is your approach in general? Um, mostly, my approach is just trying to find time. I mean, obviously in the morning is usually the best time for me, um, but uh, I haven't been very disciplined with that. So I try to just grab small moments, like when I'm eating breakfast or um, before I start work. And so usually I'm in the scriptures two or three times a day for 10 or 15 minutes at different times. Um, I normally read from my phone, because that's pretty convenient. And, um, and then I, if I'm planning for a lesson or something like that, I, I on the computer, just because it's easier to do things on the computer when you're planning for a lesson and things like that. So that's my general approach. I, uh, I try to, right now I am 
trying to dive deep a little bit so I'm not um, trying to read so many verses or anything else I usually just I like I said I'm only reading 10 or 15 minutes at a time so usually each of those 10 or 15 minute times is focused on a one verse or two verses depends how they relate to each other um, and so that's kind of my approach so you're making a difference between reading and studying yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. Um, I feel like I've I've read, you know, particularly with the Book of Mormon, I've I've read it several times, um, just growing up and everything else. So I'm, I feel like I'm fairly familiar with the the storylines and the topics and the you know what's happening. So I just want to understand more. I'm not. It's not a race anymore. I'm not trying to just complete a goal of just finishing it. Um, and just trying to understand how it relates to me right now and, and to my life as it currently is. Now, you mentioned the Book of Mormon. What about the Old Testament? Have you read the Old Testament all the way through? I have, yep. I've One only time. done that once. It was um, around the time I was a teenager in seminary, so when oh. we were studying it in seminary. Okay, and what about the New Testament? Yeah, I've read that probably twice. Again, first time I originally, uh, initially in when I was in seminary, and um, then one other time afterwards, probably on my mission or something like that. But mostly, it's the Book of Mormon I focus on. So, now you mentioned you use your phone most of the time. Um, are there other applications or other books that you use while you're studying? Now, I would see that it would be hard because you're doing ten or fifteen minutes at a time. But are there other resources you use? Yeah, there is. Um, particularly when I'm studying, like when I was studying the Isaiah chapters in Second Nephi, um, I would use the uh, New International Version of the Bible. And what I ended up doing, too, to kind of help me understand some of those verses, is I'll just copy and paste the the verse into Google. And see what I get, oh. <laughs> what commentaries are, and I found this one site. I don't, I don't remember what it was because I haven't looked it up for a while. I think it was called Bible Hub or something like that. And it, uh, what it does is it, it recognizes that I had the King James version, and it would break out all the other Bibles, <laughs> of translations, on this site, and then it would give commentary of people like throughout history. You know, so you're getting like. Um, Martin Luther and you're getting, you know, I mean, all these old, you know, original people um, who are, are commenting and have had sermons on that verse. And um, so you can really kind of break it down. And another thing it does is it breaks it down into little phrases, too, of understanding like um, the Hebrew and the Greek and things like that. So you can, like, just, I mean, get as granular as possible doing that and I just discovered that just like I said I don't understand this so I'm going to see what Google has to say about it so I just copied the whole verse put it in there and uh, that's how I kind of discovered that and see what other people are saying about that verse mm -hmm. to hopefully understand it a little bit yeah the Bible hub I think is the also known as the blue letter Bible Oh, okay. I think it's the, the same um, now once you were seeing a verse of Isaiah and understanding it more is there some is there some place that you write down 
what you got from it or yeah how, how do you do that I do it in the app the gospel library app so I just put the comments and so there's a way to make notes so usually I highlight a section of it and then that prompts you to where you can put a comment for whatever you've highlighted and so I, I um, put either my own thoughts if uh, for the when I was studying the Isaiah verses, um, I would usually link it to um, the Bible Hub. I'd put the URL in there, or um, you know, or just I would even copy the Hebrew sometimes. Like they had the Hebrew in there, so I'd copy the Hebrew in there, and then what it meant, you know, in English, <laughs> so I understood it, you know, because sometimes they break down it by word and by syllable and things like that, and I just paste that in the comments because I'm not going to remember it you know, six months later, right. you know, until right. I, I go back and read it again and go, yeah. So um, I just use the the little note. I don't know what it's called. Is it just called the notes? Yeah, it's just called notes. Notes or whatever that is in the gospel library. Okay. So you use Google and you use the, the Bible Hub. Anything else? Um, no, not really. Um, I mean, for family stuff, we do come follow me now. So we, we're using that as a platform when we study as a family, but individually I, I don't use that. Come follow me. How, how does it work with your family? Um, it's worked good. We, um, we read every day in the morning, usually before the kids go to school. And then on Sunday we do a discussion about what we've read because usually then they've had – a lesson on Sunday about what we just read about that week mm -hmm. and discussed and then on Sunday we have either it's an activity or a thing we take it from the primary come follow me just because we have kids and usually they have really good suggestions that kind of highlight some of the principles or concepts that you learned in come follow me uh, appropriate for our kids ages and so we read in the morning we try not to just read though you know, they're all really tired and everything else. So usually either me and my wife pose questions. And sometimes it's just to define a word or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's something as simple. The daily stuff, because it's we do it in the morning before school, there's kind of a time, you know, restriction there because they have to get out the door at a certain time. Um, so I, I just, if it's valuable that they just have learned one thing, asked one question, um, had one word defined that's a good start to the day you know I think it would be um, good for others to know um, obviously I've been with you in these situations and like this morning um, see was it Jacob that was all wrapped up in a blanket or yep. was it Sam it was Jacob no it was Sam it was Sam Sam was wrapped up in a blanket <laughs> the point I'm making is that sometimes as families do these things they, they feel that maybe it's not working well because one's not listening and one's wrapped up in a blanket and trying to go back to sleep and but we hear again and again uh, I remember some talks within the last year from general authorities that they had that same feeling but their children grew up with a they actually things were sinking in I guess is, is another way and so we shouldn't be always concerned that one is antsy or maybe appearing not to pay attention, that it's the consistency that, that is important there. Yeah, and we find that, you know, it's, uh, we also have a three-year-old, and 
So we try not to wake him up during it because yeah. it's, it's a whole different experience when he's there. Um, like this morning, he was asleep. But sometimes he's awake when we get everybody else up too. Um, but it's never going to be a perfect experience. At least one of them at one time, and they're rare, hardly ever all in sync and all paying attention all mm -hmm. at the same time. But normally one is... And, uh, you know, so we've had a question from Jake, who's, you know, eight and uh, one time. And, you know, obviously the older kids, Anthony is usually a little bit more on it because he's a teenager now and um, asks questions, you know. Um, and so at least, you know, if we can connect with one, <laughs> that's that's a success. You know, and, and like I said, some days it seems like we're not connecting with anyone. But, um, you know, so it's you have to it's just the little things, I guess, that keep it moving forward. So, do your children see you studying the scriptures um, since you do it? And probably not. They see me sometimes, I guess, when I do it at breakfast. But then usually I, I, uh, I stop because it's distracting because they're all running away. So they see it open, I guess. But um, once they start are around, and then it's usually loud. So I don't know how often they see it. No. Um, uh, and Coralie, my wife, she wakes up before they wake up and studies. So I don't know if they, I don't know if they do or yeah. not. Well, it, it's something I've been thinking about lately. Um, now, when you were growing up, we didn't have these digital devices. We had the hard copy of the scriptures. And I bet you rarely, if ever, saw me with the scriptures open. Um... I don't know. I think I did a few times, like at your desk or something, but yeah. um, I don't know. And I can't remember who it was, but I was listening to some talk, and someone said they always remember their mother with the scriptures open. And that had such an impact on them to see her mother yeah. always turning to the scriptures. And so I've often wondered maybe as parents, we, especially in the digital age, we need to let the children know that we are studying the scriptures and it's um, it's it, 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 it's difficult because I really it's I get a lot more for my scripture study because of the digital devices because I've talked about it on this uh, broadcast before with my dyslexia and things it just it makes it so much easier for me and to recall things it's a marvelous thing and these devices have been put in our hand by the Lord to do his work but it, I think sometimes there's a downside because scriptures used to be sitting around the house and now they're not. Now, for example, in your situation, you have kind of a, a box where the scriptures mm -hmm. or the Book of Mormons uh, are put in. And um, so the scriptures aren't as evident in some houses as much as they were in the past. Yeah, we did that intentionally. We wanted, uh, so each, each year now, we're just going to buy kind of the cheap, you know, the paperback copies yeah. of whatever's being studied for Come Follow Me. And yeah. so when we do the family study, we don't do it on the electronic devices. We, right. We did, because I mean, only we only have one kid who has has a phone who could do it anyways. But, um, but then too, we've also, I mean, we haven't done it recently, but sometimes we go like, you know, why don't you highlight this verse or find mm -hmm. some, you know, that's part of the activity or some of the engagement yeah. we've done too. So that they, and they just highlight whatever they want with pencils and, yeah. stuff like that so anyway yeah. yeah I think it's part of the responsibility to 
since we have these digital devices, is to teach them how to use them to study the scriptures. Yeah. And I know I enjoyed sitting with Anthony, your oldest son, um, on Sunday and yeah. spending some time studying the scriptures with him. And he was able to learn some various techniques and things on how to how to make the most of his study time. So that's something that we as parents and even as grandparents uh, have to have to work on and teach. Okay, have you had any spiritual experiences? And you don't need to necessarily indicate what those experiences are, if they're special or sacred to you, but have you had spiritual experiences while reading the scriptures? Yeah, to be honest with you, um, the scriptures is probably where I feel the spirit the most. Um, I may be a little different here. I don't, I don't think I feel it as much at the temple, to be honest, as much as I do. Um, I mean, it's a good experience. I feel peace there, but... Um, you know, or attending a sacrament meeting or even praying sometimes, though I have felt the spirit in all of those situations. It just seems to be more consistent, uh, more strong. It just seems to be more my thing of the way that's channeled to me, the spirit more often and more consistently as through the scriptures. So, um, and particularly as I dive in um, for it, uh, for a time I was, I wanted to be a seminary teacher for a while and so I took the courses to do that and did the student teaching and I actually taught um, part-time a little bit for some special needs uh, students for seminary and so um, which is always fun because then you get to really dive into uh, the scriptures and spend a lot of time just studying them as your job um, so yeah, it's, it's just been a powerful thing to me. That's where um, I tend to find most of my answers to things that I'm looking for is in the scriptures. Um, like I said, more so than, you know, in prayer, I pray, I pray for things, but then I find that when I go to the scriptures, that's where I find the answers and um, as I'm pondering upon things and things like that, as opposed to other good spiritual things. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just my, it's my, my way of, best and consistently connecting with things. When you get answers to whatever you're looking for answers for, how do they come? And, and, and I bring this up because my experience with Anthony the other day, um, just for the audience to know, I encouraged Anthony during we had general, or not general conference, but we had state conference um, this weekend. And um, the adult session he sat in, and he said it was, I think, one of the most boring meetings he's ever sat in. And then I encouraged him to start praying for the speakers and praying for himself that he can receive information of that, that something about he needs to do. Yeah. And, and he did do that, and I talked to him about it. <clears throat> And he really couldn't, he did learn some things and he said it was less boring. Mm -hmm. um, but he didn't really, couldn't connect with anything that maybe he needed to do. And then, and then I asked him, has he ever received revelation? And he, he wasn't sure if he had or not. And so I had him read from um, the book of Enos, uh, the fifth verse and the, uh, the tenth verse and where Enos talks about that he received this revelation or heard this voice, but it was actually a voice within his head. And so I just, in talking with Anthony, that sometimes it's a feeling, 
and sometimes it's a thought that goes through and I don't know about anybody else but for me it's my whole life has been trying to see the difference between my thoughts and the thoughts that the Lord's coming in so with with all that preface um, how does it come to you? Does it come as a feeling? Does it come as thoughts? Do you hear a voice? What what happens? Yeah, it's um. Well, my feeling is is that every time you feel the spirit, that is revelation. Hmm. So, um, because it's a confirmation that what you're hearing or what you're experiencing is true. It's and that's revelation. Yes. That's that's the Holy Ghost speaking to you, testifying of truthfulness. That's revelation, and so that builds upon um, your testimony and what you know to be true, and it strengthens you. So whether you're sitting and um, you know, even though you can't find something that's necessarily applicable to you or to your family or something very specific, it's just you're listening to someone bear testimony at sacrament meeting. And you feel the spirit going, hey, what they're saying is true. Boom, that's revelation. And and I guess I guess there is something specific there. It's the saying that that's true, right? Yes. I mean, yes. that's yeah. that's the message, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, if you have that on a daily basis, you know, whether it's through prayer, or reading scriptures, or attending temple, or whatever else, you're receiving revelation. So um, that's the way I look at it, and. Um, so many times, I guess, the most common way is just that peaceful feeling that you have of the Spirit. Um, but as I'm reading the scriptures, and usually it comes as I'm pondering um, and start digging down these, you know, the rabbit holes of what I find interesting as I'm reading. Because um, I find then that I'm thinking about it then later, and as I'm showering, the shower seems to be a place just to think. because. <laughs> In a house with a bunch of kids, that's one of the only quiet places you have, you know, to just think and mm -hmm. just ponder things. Or sometimes when I'm driving, seems to be kind of the places that a lot of those thoughts happen where you're just thinking over the, oh, yeah, I read about that. Because you're also thinking about what you're going to go do later that day. And, you know, and then you're thinking about what you just read. And then um, kind of you're putting it together and how that has meaning and things like that so yeah so sometimes it's in thoughts because I just get then caught up in this thought and I feel like then that's revelation it's just it's putting the the puzzle pieces together you know to what you read to what it means to what you're doing and then you know I, there's this you get a little lost in your thoughts type of thing that's what it is. so it comes more um, line upon line yeah yeah all yeah. right. Well, I thank you for your time, and I am discovered that a good way to end all these is simply, if you don't mind sharing your testimony. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I do know these things are true. I mean, I've, um, as I've mentioned, reading the scriptures um, has been very powerful to me. I, I enjoyed doing it. Um, I do wish I had more time to do it, uh, which I do. I just probably need to make more time. Um, but I, I, I know that the things I'm reading are true because it's been reconfirmed to me um, time and time again, almost on a daily basis as I feel the Spirit and as I read and um, 
do that and have experiences with my family. I know that that the scriptures are true and that what they testify is true and, and in light that Joseph Smith was a prophet because he's the one that kind of um, started this all in these latter days and so I'm so thankful for him as well and um, I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.